we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 2nd, 2019. Next report, which kind of segues from all the other stuff that we were talking about today, is what will Thanksgiving look like in 2021? Um, which, okay, we're 2019, 2020, and then 2021. In this report, we will be looking at the tale of three Thanksgivings. Now, this is this is the potential, okay? I'm not saying this is, these are facts, but the election is taking place next year, okay? And, and again, I'm not buying into the whole Trump's a great guy narrative and we've got to do anything we can do to, to keep him reelected. I obviously believe that he's just part of the, the theater that is known as American politics. Um, but seeing what they're doing in Virginia, seeing what they're doing in California, seeing how the left seems to be getting more insane by the day, this is something that's worth looking at. This article will specifically focus on Thanksgiving 2021 and how it will dramatically be different than today most likely in 2019 we have relative and comparative calm for this thanksgiving holiday if the democrats feel they're going to lose the 2020 election and again that's all already been predetermined okay it's theater but they will unleash hell on earth uh we will see massive false flag terrorist events and even an attempt at a civil war if the left wins the 2020 election they will undoubtedly bring the worst combination of stalin hitler and mao which is what they're doing in Virginia. So I would I would agree with that. They would attempt that. But the one thing I will say, though, in that particular scenario, at least it's going to wake up the conservatives and the patriots and Trump's base. At least they'll be woke up. Like they're starting to get woke up in Virginia. So here is what Thanksgiving 2021 may look like. If the Democrats, i.e. the Bolsheviks, Bolsheviks, win the 2020 election, our Thanksgiving in 2021 will be dramatically different than it is for today's Thanksgiving celebration. Well, even if Trump stayed in and a lot more Democratic control happened um, in the Senate, in the House, in local uh, state elections, and again, I'm not 100% sure exactly all the elections that are taking place in 2020, but in other words, if more of what has happened in Virginia just now happens across America. We're going to see more of what they're doing in Virginia right now sweeping across America. That's a fact. Okay, that's not speculation. That's not me prophesying something. That's an absolute total fact because it's true. When the Democrats get an overt power, you're going to have California. You're going to have Virginia. It's a fact because they're wicked and they're evil and they're overtly going to um, do what their father, the devil, wants them to do. Going forward, it says, um, you can count on false flag attacks to continue until the violence spreads, uh, until there's an event like 9-11, and then the UN will declare an emergency and enter the country in force. What will that day look like? Now, remember, this is also written like God doesn't exist, because this is from Dave Hodges, and although he will have moments of where he'll point people to Jesus Christ, most of his reports, if you read them, you would think that God didn't exist in the universe. So bear that in mind, please. And understand that that's not my mindset. But I do think that he brings up a lot of good points here. 
what will that day look like? When the UN shows up, do you think they're going to be handing out donuts and cookies? I would say absolutely yes. Isn't that what the UN is going to be here for? They're going to go door to door with little, like, um, the welcome wagon. And they're going to have a little donut and coffee cart. And they're going to go to each door and they're going to pour out coffee and they're going to give you donuts. 100%. I've said that for years. You, you know. I'm oh, sorry. A little teasing there. The Kigali principles and past UN actions speak clearly to what is coming. Because the UN would be going public in the midst of an artificially created crisis, you can very well count on the following 17 principles. Please pay attention to the fact that I have made notations where the former Obama administration has attempted to support every one of these UN-imposed martial law principles. And again, he acts like Trump's a good guy and he would never go along with this stuff when he's going to totally go along with it. If he's in office, okay, uh, because he's going to say we have no choice martial law all bets are off you know most likely he's going to totally go along with this um number one mass roundup of political dissidents these will most likely be declared as terrorists and enemies of the state and will be linked to the precipitating false flag event this will be unfolding the unfolding of the red and the blue list as spoken of by steve quayle for the last couple of decades the ndaa will provide the pseudo legal authority to snatch key americans out of their homes and off the street now again remember let's not let's keep our focus on jesus christ let's not get doom and gloom and wallow we're all going to die because that's how this report is written okay so please i've given a lot of bible verses in the past about this stuff about worry and care and the full armor of god and how to battle wickedness those are the things but again these are things to be aware of okay two dust to dawn curfews which are designed to keep the people from congregating and planning in concert to overthrow the omnipresent tyranny three rationing of essential resources as specified in executive order 13603 four the season of personal assets such as food and water as specified in executive order 13603 there will be no thanksgiving for you and your family in other words Five, control over all food and water as specified also in Executive Order 13603. Six, the prohibition of weapons of any kind, including guns, knives, or chemicals, which can be turned into explosives. It will become a capital crime to possess a, a weapon of any type. So that's extreme gun control. Seven, the confiscation of property, homes, and businesses as provided for in FM 39.4 in Executive Order 13603 eight arrests without due process nine massive papers please checkpoints with intrusive searches travel to your holiday destination will prove impossible 10 forced relocation of suspected american dissidents as specified by the civilian inmate labor program and the civilians conscription program under the secretary of labor executive order 13603 this will mark the introduction of a slave labor in america in which the conscripts are called unpaid consultants um and again if you find yourself in any of these situations you just need to give it all to god you just need to say god this is obviously so much bigger than me you know if whatever your will is for my life into your hands i commit my spirit don't ever give up on god don't ever take the mark of the beast don't ever sell out for any reason don't ever sell jesus christ out for any reason because I do believe a great time of testing is coming. 
And I think the Bible clearly indicates that regarding the end times. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be this bad by 2021. Okay, I don't know. But this is a potential scenario if the Democrats overtly take control. And remember, I'm not buying into the right-left paradigm. Big difference between with the way Dave and a lot of the other, because they think Trump's on their side. I don't believe that. So I kind of believe it's worse because I believe it's all theater. So, you know, but I also believe God is firmly in control. And I also believe God always preserves a remnant. You know, and I also believe I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. You know, and that no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that will rise up against me in condemnation, I will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. So, you know, those are the types of Bible verses you need to have committed to memory. And dwell on those. Don't dwell on whatever situation you might find yourself in. And I'm saying that as much to myself as I would to my listeners. Um, going forward. Uh, let's see here. Forced conscription into various labor camps and even into the military. Uh, Executive Order 13603. Also, medical martial law policies could be invoked in the advent of an in, in introduction of a pathogen which is being provided by arriving immigrants on our southern border. I've went over that scenario many times, and I think that's one of the most likely scenarios because they can do a lot more under the guise of some outbreak and get away with a lot more where they themselves are acting like they're really the good guys than they could under just kicking your door in and trying to get your guns. So, 12, outlawing of free speech. Following terror attacks in the Obama administration, former AG Loretta Lynch promised federal crackdowns on those speaking out against Muslim extremism in any form. We are now seeing similar rhetoric coming out of Congress with regard to political criticism. Chuck Schumer is introducing such a bill. 13, the installation of massive surveillance programs and the establishment of snitch programs, which would mark the rebirth of former Secretary uh, of the DHS, Janet Napolitano, the rabid lesbian, in which neighbors are encouraged to say, see something, say something. The new red flag laws would fit this profile where your neighbor can make up a story about you and you will be raided and your guns taken. That's also a big part of that legislation in Virginia that I didn't even get to, the red flag, how that factors in. The NSA police state surveillance programs speak for themselves. It is highly recommended that every American go to see Oliver, Oliver Stone's movie Snowden. Now, I don't know if that's great or what, but that's what he's saying. 14, the total control or elimination of religion. And this is why it's important to hide the word of God in your heart. Because they can take, you know, if they come, they take away your Bibles and things of this nature. Then, you know, you, you got to have the word of God hidden in your heart. The Bible is already being characterized as, as hate speech today. One who is a Christian is cast as a anti-gay, transgender, anti-government, etc. There will be no church service in the 2021 Thanksgiving. Well, okay, Dave, worst case scenario. Yeah, I guess you're right. But, uh, you know, yeah. again, I, <laughs> I think we need to leave room for that it may not be this bad as well 
okay 15 control of the media except for the total eradication of the alternative media this has already happened i can and ftc rulings will finish the job um 16 executions without due process of law according to the ndaa hey absent from the bodies to be present with the lord if if it does come to that never deny jesus stand firm to the end endure to the end overcome and you will receive a crown of life you know 17 total suppression suspension of the constitution as this is essentially complete in light of actions of executive order 13603 and the ndaa i did not even mention the multiple of sexual assault allegations made against un troops or other venues yeah i wouldn't put anything past them but again god's bigger than all of this everything i went over god is bigger than this most conservative christians will be afraid to travel to their holiday destination for fear of being profiled targeted and then arrested Chicom justice will be in effect this is my model for martial law in america and again it's as though god doesn't exist in this scenario at all according to, to dave hodges so just to let you know but i do think that he brings up points that are worth me mentioning and what how it could be very very radically different remember those deagle statistics predict all that gigantic population reduction by 2024 okay so now we're looking at about four years so now that may not be the case they wanted to have 1984 implemented in the year 1984 and it didn't happen so this might get pushed back even further but the problem i see is that eventually we're moving toward that direction we're not moving in more of a righteous direction and unless there was some mass repentance and revival of the church which i really believe is the only way that would get reversed in any way shape or form we're most likely going to keep moving in that negative direct direction um i just don't see bible for some big gigantic massive turnaround I see the Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Then you look at Second Thessalonians chapter two, where God's going to send them a strong delusion and the, the great falling away of the church. That's what I see the Bible says. So, um, my advice to America in 2019 Thanksgiving is to enjoy your family gatherings as much as you can, savor the moment because such days like this may be limited. And he's right, could be uh next report red alert food is the weapon of choice for all communists really it's the controlling of food is the weapon of choice for all communists treat this thanksgiving as if it's last again from dave hodges as we gather together for this thanksgiving to enjoy good food and loving family and friends we may we may wish to take a long look around and, and take in this thanksgiving for all it's worth because the holiday may change forever as the divide in america takes the country beyond the point of no return the lessons of history clearly demonstrate the dictatorial regimes whether they be socialist communist and or marxist will not hesitate to use food as a weapon against their own people in order to solidify power and impose absolute autocratic control food can be withheld from the masses by preventing it from being grown and harvested by contaminating it and rendering it unfit for human consumption or by simply preventing food from being distributed to a targeted population the two most notable examples of this of dictators using food as a weapon 
to destroy free will of their people comes from the regimes of Stalin and Hitler. Joseph Stalin engaged in his own Soviet-style Holocaust when in 1932 and in 1933, an estimated 6 to 20 million people in the Ukraine died from starvation when Stalin implemented his prescription of hope and change policies in order to eliminate Ukrainians' desire for becoming their own nation-state. Upon assuming power, the Stalinist communist regime rapidly nationalized the food industry and forced all of the region's farms into collectives. Thus, Stalin's, and that's why when Hitler's troops went into the Ukrainian regions, even though Hitler, what Hitler was doing was totally wicked and evil, the Ukrainians received him with open arms when their troops came in until they started mass executing a lot of the Ukrainians in mass. And I think it was mostly Ukrainian Jews, but probably any Ukrainians that would have given them any kind of resistance as well. And they, they started taking their food. I mean, the, the Nazis were no different, but the Ukrainians thought, well, anything's better than Russian, the Russians. Well, you know, so uh, let's see here. Thus, Stalin's version of the Holocaust came to fruition in what history has dubbed the Holodomor in which millions perished in only a two-year period when the Soviet government began to exterminate the Ukrainian population by taking control of the food and food production, and then also the executions that I mentioned. Um, Hitler proclaimed that food could be used as a tool to discipline the masses, and he did not hesitate to use the control of food as a type of carrot and stick in which he would reward accomplishment and punish failure as well as to promote preferential class distinctions in which the armed forces receive the largest food ration cards. And this is exactly what happens in North Korea today. Skilled workers who were engaged in industries critical to building of the German war machine received food ration cards, which were slightly less in value, but still good. And finally, the prisoners and the Jews received the lowest valued Nazi food ration cards. Food ration cards were also utilized as incentive to increase industrial production and were also increased in value when productive nazi workers would be promoted food ration cards were diminished in value for the failure to meet nazi production goals hitler's use of and i'm sure they would probably have some type of that going on in america rationing cards and you know again going to the government to to um get food and this type of stuff Hitler's use of what psychologists refer to as classical conditioning techniques reduced the will of the German population to a pack of Pavlovian dogs who were conditioned to be totally dependent upon the government for their survival. Now, I'm going to give you what is the bit, and again, no mention of God in all that, you know, typical. Good, good information, but let's temper it with what is the biblical remedy here, which is what I'm going to give you right now. The biblical remedy for the coming food shortages what the bible says about preparation regarding the end times okay now i have went over these before but it's been a little while i'm going to go over them again these are these are good verses to be reminded of revelation 6 5 and 6 6 and when he had opened the third seal so we're into the tribulation now which we're not into yet but in this particular part of revelation where we're into now we're in the third seal and i heard the third beast say come and see and beheld and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Verse 6, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Okay, well, where does the word for penny 
derived from in the Greek. It's choenix. If I, don't, I may be butchering that uh, pronunciation, but it's Strong's G5518, and it's derived from the Greek, Greek word choenix, which is a dry measure containing two serratae, or which is less than a quart, or as much as would supply support a man of moderate appetite for just one day. Okay, so that's what a choenix is. So a choenix in this thing is a measure of wheat. Okay, and then it says three measures of barley. Okay, so it's a it's a measurement of of in this case either barley or wheat. Okay, now then what does the word penny derive from? Well, that's the word denarion which is Strong's G1220. What is a denarion? A Roman silver coin in New Testament times called a denarius. It was the principal silver coin of the Roman Empire. So when it says a penny, it was this particular thing it was talking about. It was the principal silver coin of the Roman Empire. From the parable of the labors of the vineyard, it would seem, because we compare scripture with scripture, it would seem that a denarius, or in this case a penny, it's not like what we think of as a penny, okay? Rightly divide the word of truth. That's why it's important to do this. It would seem that a denarius was then an ordinary pay for a day's wages, according to Matthew 20, 2 through 13. So what are we saying? What, are these, what is this verse saying in Revelation? Well, essentially what it's saying is that if a choenix, which is a measure of wheat, or three measures of barley that we're talking about, is as much as would support a man of moderate appetite for just one day. Okay, That will cost a penny, which is essentially the ordinary pay for a day's wages. So if we compare scripture to scripture, what it's telling you is that in order for a, a, moderate, a man of moderate appetite to eat, He's going to have to work the whole day in once that third seal is um, is um, opened, okay, in Revelation 6. He's going to have to work a whole day of labor just to eat. Nothing left over. This doesn't include rent. Nothing else is included in this. No other expense of living. That's how expensive food is going to get. We know this is going to be the case because the Bible says so. We're moving in that direction right now with what I've been reporting on. Okay, that Ice Age farmer just released another video. I just don't have time to put it in for today. And I like to listen to him, obviously, first before I put him in. But um, we're moving in this direction. It's tangible. We're seeing this. We know that the satanic minions will always use food as a weapon. And the Bible predicts it's going to happen. So that's how expensive food's going to get. Now, if we have wisdom and we are led to do so by the Holy Spirit, we should prepare for this like God, possibly like God instructed Joseph to do. If we have wisdom, um, okay, that's redundant. Let me take that line out here. So what, what did he tell Joseph to do? Well, let's go to Genesis 41, 34 through 36. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. 
and let them gather all food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Now, they must have had a way of these great, probably grain silos or whatever they had of preserving food. They knew how to do it. And they knew, and they had plenteous years where they were taking a fifth part of the land in the seven plenteous years and they were gathering the food and it says lay up corn. Okay, even though corn wasn't, and I know you could say it's a grain and we could get into the Mandela thing, okay, but corn wasn't in, you know, even in that region at all until, Lord knows, from Genesis, thousands of years later, literally, Corn wasn't, the, the corn itself wasn't even discovered until 1493 when Christopher Columbus brought it back to the New World. They didn't even know about corn as we know it today. Now, I understand. You can say, well, there was corn, they meant grain. Okay, we can have that argument. Okay, but anyway, um, as a whole other discussion, see my study on Mandela if you want to know more about that. Anyway, so for those good years to come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perisheth not through the famine. Now, we know famine's coming, according to the Bible. We don't know. I mean, all we would really have to do is, is, is have something trigger World War III. And that's really, Iran is probably the last linchpin. Iran and Syria. I've talked about this extensively. We're into World War III. Most likely out of the ashes of World War III, the Antichrist, the false prophet come and enact the seven-year covenant peace deal to make everybody play nice. We're in the tribulation then. And so this could theoretically and potentially be not that far off. Years, but not that far off in, in consideration of when you look at the thousands of years the earth has been around, according to the Bible. So he was saying that when the land's plenteous, Gather your food when, while you can so that you'll have it when famine comes. Well, we know that the harvest right now was an absolute abysmal decimated failure for this last year in America. We're living off the harvest from the year before. Most likely food prices are going to skyrocket in the coming year unless they've got some other trick up their sleeve where they're going to maintain artificially low prices. I don't see how they could. But I've went over all the reports. We're not making the stuff up. We're not making up the flooding. We're not making up how the snowstorms hit so early this year. We're not we're, all the flooding that happened in the Midwest that destroyed crops and all the bankruptcies that are taking places of farmers worldwide or at least in a lot of the countries that we talk about. Well, in regard to Genesis 41 through 36 that we just read, um, this sounds like stocking up on long-term storable food. Isn't that kind of essentially what that was? They must have had some type of way of preserving the food, some type of grain silo where they could preserve it for seven years at least and what does that translate to? What's long-term storable food? Because they were saying here, you're not going to be able to grow it in the seven years. And again, a lot of times the people say, well, you need to grow your own organic art. Okay, that's great. That's wonderful. But do you think that if we're having a famine and do you think if there's food rationing that 
and your neighbors see you growing a organic garden, do you think they're they're going to get a little interested in you? I'm just saying. I'm not saying not to do it, but I'm just bringing up some things that that you might want to think about. Maybe you'd be put in a position where, you know, God will protect you and make you invisible and this type of stuff. I don't know. But I'm just saying in general, something to think about. Right now, you can still go buy storable food. This The harvest is still plenteous. You could still buy whatever you want, as far as I know. Now, you may be paying increasingly higher prices the longer you wait, but you can still have access to the food now. Whereas, when this stuff really kicks in, and they're going to pull off whatever they're going to try to pull off, you might not have any access to food other than through the government and these food rationing cards, which is not a position that you really want to find yourself in. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. Do as the Lord leads you. But I'm just bringing up some stuff that the Bible brings up. Proverbs 10.5 says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. Well, guys, it's still summer for the most part. We're going into winter, most likely. But you can still get it now. And I'm not telling you where to go or what to do. I mean, I try to get, you know, I like Numana is, is good. And I'd I, I read labels. Don't get stuff with canola oil and hydrogenated oils. And I understand if that's all you have access to. But understand, man, a lot of that long-tube storable food is garbage. I mean garbage. That My Patriot Supply, I've read the ingredients on there. It's like, oh, really? It's like GMO goodness. At least get non-GMO. At least get stuff that doesn't have MSG. And I'm not saying you have to get everything organic because that's really outrageous. But if you can, try to buy food that's not like half poisoned. You know, without canola oil and hydrogenated oils and all these horrible oils that, you know, I'm going to talk about canola. I don't think I'm going to get to it today, but I'm going to try to get to that. Um, he that gathers in summer which is harvest, I guess, they're, they're terming that as harvest. But he that sleepeth in harvest is the sun that causes shame. So, in other words, if you've got the means to get it now, you might want to think about it, because I don't know if we're going to have another summer. I'm just telling you. The way things are looking. Proverbs 6, 6 through 8 says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which have no guide or overseer or ruler, provideth her meat, which means food, in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. Okay? And that's to get the ant through the winter. So, in that regard, it's kind of like long-term storable food for the ant. Now, maybe only a winter season, but then again... It was the same concept that Pharaoh, Joseph did with Pharaoh. That was seven years. Long-term storable foods. Uh, a prudent man foreseeth the evil. Proverbs 22, 3. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. It's kind of what we're talking about today. And hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. Okay, and again, that's a big reason this ministry exists i'm trying to point out the evil that's coming as a watchman and, and telling you giving you a heads up and saying okay uh, it's just saying it's looking kind of hairy you know what, what we got facing us here potentially in the next year um hope i'm wrong 
But am I going to err on the side of safety and tell you that, yeah, this could potentially go down. A lot of the stuff start to go down this next coming year. Uh, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be pushed forward another two, three years. I don't know. But First uh, Timothy 5.8, but if any, meaning any believer, provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. So I think this would this would really apply to Christian dads in particular, providing for your own. And it's a very important thing to do if you have the means to do it, because it says if you don't do it, you've denied the faith and you're worse than an infidel. Now, again, you could say, well, it doesn't apply to whatever you're talking. Okay, well, um, in the context of this verse, the Noah Webster 1828 Dictionary which defines the words in the King James more closely to the way they were used, defines the word provide as to procure supplies or means of defense, that would also mean defending your family, or to take measures for counteracting or escaping evil. So that's kind of encompassing there. Now, I don't think you should make these decisions based in fear because the fear of man bringeth a snare. And God is not the author of confusion. And God hath not given us a spirit of fear. If you're unsure about this, pray and fast over the issue because that's the best advice I can give you. And I know I'm never telling you the wrong advice doing that. Um, if you have a wife pray or a family, pray and fast together. I mean, that's the quickest way I know of to get your prayers answered and to get clarity about a subject. So... Um, because I'm not telling you to go out and spend all your money on this either. I want you to do exactly as the Lord leads you. And that's going to be different for every single person and family out there. So don't go off half-cocked. If you're unsure, praying and fasting is the best first step regarding this particular subject. Or anything else you're having confusion about. Proverbs 10.2 The treasures of wickedness profit nothing. But righteousness delivereth from death. So this is a different concept when it comes to um, maybe escaping evil in the end times. Because here it says righteousness delivereth from death. So what if you're like, I don't know, Christian and you're kind of living carnally and you know, you're not really living a righteous life. You, I'm not saying, let's say you're saved and the Holy Spirit lives inside you. And let's say you're even being chastened by God because whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if, if you be without chastisement, then you're bastards, which is like an illegitimate son. But you're not really living a righteous life. Well, it says righteousness delivereth from death. So from a, from that standpoint, living a righteous life, could be a life and death thing, you know? Um, something to think about. Next verse. The Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. Hmm. Okay, so that has a connotation of if you're living a righteous life through the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish. And again, these are good verses to either have in your bible or commit to memory but he cast but he casteth away the substance of the wicked so a lot of times when a wicked person gets money um a lot of times 
the first thing they want to do is just blow it. You know, you know, you, you hear about these people that win the lottery and they go out and, you know, they're like dead within 10 years because they blew all their money and then, you know, they just had all these horrible things happen. They got money, but that didn't bring them happiness. They cast, they cast away all their substance. And that's not the way we want to live. Proverbs 22.9, he that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed. Meaning he that's generous to like, okay, the poor, to worthy ministries, to widows, orphans, those types of things. The concept of New Testament giving. He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. Okay, and Jesus said, when you've done, un you've done it unto the least of these, given even a cup of cold water in my name, it's as though you've done it to Jesus Christ. So, that's something to think about. Proverbs 28, 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack. But he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. So, it's like, it's kind of like the Bible verse that says, if you know to do good and don't do it, you know, then, you know, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. So, these are just things to think about regarding... Um, the whole subject of the biblical remedy for the coming food shortage and what the Bible says about preparation regarding the end times. So I wanted to like leave, I, I know I just went over the two, those two horribly depressing articles from Dave Hodges, which there was a lot of truth in there. But again, there was no Bible. There was no hope in God commingled. And that's not what I'm about. Uh, so we have that. Now let's just keep going here. Um, Next report, 700 plus doctors were given over $1 million each from Big Pharma to push drugs and devices. In a very thorough and revealing analysis of statistical industry payment data, ProPublica disclosed that more than 2,500 physicians have received at least half a million dollars apiece from drug makers and medical device companies in the past five years alone while more than 700 of those doctors received at least one million and that doesn't include money for research or royalties from inventions in their article the authors noted that their previous analysis in 2013 which found out that one doctor had made one million and 21 doctors had made over 500,000 for the same reasons now this is on top of the money that are they're making in their practices um this was expected to be a wake-up call for more effective scrutiny oversight and challenges to these payments instead these types of payments have become much more commonplace so when you're doing this when you're giving one million to five hundred thousand dollar kickbacks overall and obviously whatever doctors you're giving these to are going to be very amiable and very open to whatever drug or device you're telling them to push because the more you push that drug or whatever device they're talking about or maybe a surgery the more money that doctor's going to make and if he's already sold a soul to satan it's no big deal so you know i'm not saying they all sold their soul to satan but i'm just saying that you know the love of money is the root of all evil. To identify the latest pharma millionaires and other spending tax trends, ProPublica analyzed more than 56 million payments made from 2014 to 2018. Only 56 million payments made to MDs? Wow. The first five full years of the Federal Open Payments Initiative, and there's a link to that, which requires companies to publicly disclose payments as part of the 2010 Affordable Care Act 
why it matters while there is transparency in these payments there is no denying that this arrangement sets up many doctors for huge conflicts of interest interests if they can make a secondary yearly salary greater than what they earn as a doctor simply by using their authority as doctors to promote products obviously many unscrupulous doctors will will choose to go this route so how many mds are actually doing the arduous work of researching the product they end up promoting with the only reward being a clear conscience if they end up choosing not to promote the product well very few i would venture to say the article notes that the fact that the industry doesn't care if doctors like or approve of their products the bottom line is that they the doctors uh, that they pay the doctors to use and recommend their products, sometimes in clearly unethical and illegal ways. There is a perception among many physicians, including some, I mean, look at the way they push vaccines and they don't, they don't even know what's in them. The vast majority of MDs have no clue what's even in the vaccines, that they're, that they're strong arming their patients to take as though they know everything and they know nothing about what's actually even in the vaccines. Or if they do, they don't care. Because if they did any kind of research on what's in them and they had any kind of, you know, upholding of their Hippocratic Oath, which is first do no harm, they wouldn't be injecting all of their patients and children and infants with these witches brew of, you know, devil ingredients that the vaccines are. Many of them cultured right off aborted babies. There is, um, there is a perception among many physicians including some in academia, that drug company payments are fairly benign. A moonlighting gig that educate, educates other doctors about important medications. But since ProPublica began looking at physician payments, one drug make, maker after another has paid tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars to resolve allegations of improper or illegal marketing tactics. In fact, drug company whistleblowers and federal prosecutors have said explicitly that in some cases the payments were actually bribes and kickbacks. And this behavior has continued despite tools like Dollars for Docs, which there's a link to that. The article then goes on to examine some prominent examples. So uh, that's a whole other factor that I haven't even brought up that many, many times. Next report, the supplement industry is horribly tainted with prescription drugs and even steroids in some instances. <laughs> I didn't even know this. And again, this is why I like the, pro the product lines I'm, I'm using, these are professional product lines. These are not like fly-by-night companies that, you know, have all of these illegal, like, PEDs and stuff in them where I, evidently this is very, very common. I, I talked to a guy one time that told me that um, we were talking about shark cartilage. And he said, he said I was in the restaurant business for a long time and how corrupt, particularly where he was at the restaurant business was um and and I'm, I'm talking about like i think it was in like new york city and then he said i moved to california and I, and I got into the supplement industry and he said and i only thought i knew what corruption was until i got into the supplement industry now i really know what corruption is that's what he told me so the supplement industry overall is very corrupt and according to this October story at Nutra Ingredients USA, one of the latest doping scandals in professional sports is shining a bright light on the supplement market with one athlete who was suspended over a failed drug test claiming 
he had, he had been filing a lawsuit against a company he claims gave him tainted supplements. This happens all the time now. While NFL player Brendan Copeland didn't name the company involved, nor the supplement he was suing or tested positive for, this Scientific American story back from October in 2018 reported that testing done by the FDA had found more than 750 dietary supplements are tainted with prescription drugs with some supplements containing more than two prescription drugs and off all of those supplements tested, less than half of them were ever recalled. With some supplements containing steroids, while others contain antidepressants, antihistamines, and even Viagra. Pew Trust reports that these tainted dietary supplements, and this is all, these are all linked reports here to the actual source, Pew Trust reports that these tainted dietary supplements are putting consumers at risk through uh, risk, uh, though, as this June of 2019 story at Open Secret reports, and um, this is this is a little chart here, and it says the research team viewed data between 2007 and 2016 from FDA databases that contain dietary supplements. The review unveiled that 776 of the products were tainted with ingredients. Were were using tainted ingredients. 45% of these tainted products were sold while 409 were marketed as weight loss and the other 11.9% of the products were as advertised. So there was only 11% or almost 12% were as advertised? So, talk, I mean, he told me that the supplement industry, the guy, the shark cartilage guy, told me that the supplement industry was like the Wild West. And this was years ago and evidently nothing's changed from what I can say here. Um, okay, so what were, what were these supplements tainted with? Well, in 166 of the 353 sexual enhancement supplements, they had sildenafil in them. And sildenafil is evidently a prescription drug also known as Viagra and has a host of side effects. And here's the side effects. So they're literally slipping some Viagra into their um, sexual enhancement pills. And, um, well, you're going to get a, a, a real result, evidently, from that. And they're, they know they're going to get repeat customers. That's why they're doing it. Okay? So 166 of the 353 sexual enhancement supplements had basically Viagra in it. So almost half um, of the 269 of the 317 weight loss supplements they checked had a substance called um, sub subutramin, subutramin, which is a prescription weight loss drug that also has a host of side effects. And I give you the link to the side effects of Viagra and this subutramin i just you know i just can't even imagine running a company and having zero integrity and doing stuff like this but evidently it's just like the norm pretty much in the supplement industry i always felt like that and i felt this a long time in fact i actually helped develop more than one different supplement that's still on the market now i i always thought that 
I, I just, I think God gave me that ability where I can look at supplement labels and say, yeah, but if it just had this and this and this, it would really be complete. I wish I had just one that would do, do just total gallbladder and liver, but I got to use like three different supplements because there's certain things you need to do to address all facets of liver detoxification. Um, when Innate had that product called J, JCTH, that was one of the best joint supplements I'd ever seen, but it still needed some things and then they took it off the market for no good reason. And I mean, I've got good joint supplements now, but it's like, I, I mean, I, I, I think that I could have had a really, really, really dynamite product line, you know. Um, but I also think that, Lord willing, what I'm doing now is more important than that. But man, it's just, this is maddening to see this. Um, then, then they checked 82 of 92 muscle building supplements contained synthetic steroids what yeah so evidently it's just the norm these are not professional product lines like i use okay these are like weight loss sexual enhancement bodybuilding stuff which is evidently where you now i'm not saying there's a not 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 a lot of other parts of the supplement industry that, that aren't um horrible because i'm sure they are but these three seem to be the worst from what I could gather. So now, while we're on the subject, listener question. Um, and this is, okay, so this is a little bit like, I don't know, PG rated. So if you have kids, you might want to. But but this, this is, these are supplements to get. You have to understand, they're doing everything they can to geld the men. To make sure their testosterone is as low as possible. To make sure they're sperm motility and their sperm count is as low as possible it's called depopulation it's why so many people can't get pregnant now the the i mean it can be the 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 man or the wife or a combination of both but all you got to do is take out one the male or the female and you can't get pregnant well i had a listener question and it said what supplements if any do you recommend for male hormonal health or erectile dysfunction your help and advice is welcome Okay, and this is all anonymous, okay? Well, my comment, I've been doing a lot of research in this area of male hormonal health, and I have come to the conclusion you really have to do three things. And again, I wish it was like Burger King, one-stop shopping and just give you an answer. Here's one pill, and it just fixes everything. And I just, in today's day and age, a lot of things, especially if they're hormonally related, are complicated because there's a lot of different facets that if you don't address all the facets then you're going to get you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain so number one make sure the liver is clean as that is where all the hormones in the body are processed liver and gallbladder really um two you have to lower the estrogen levels in men as they are trying to do everything to feminize men with toxic estrogens called xenoestrogens which is a lot of the chemicals they put in the um well the bph on on the receipts in plastic water bottles i've got into all this before all the ways they're feminizing men with beer hops is usually the main ingredient in beer hops is so beyond estrogenic it's just like when the women used to harvest it in germany um they would go into puberty like two and three years earlier if they just touched the hops because there's so much estrogen in hops just touching it was making them go into um, premature puberty 
that it would it would cause that and hops is the main thing in beer and again it's a beer is a big way that men are being feminized now i've done whole teachings on this and i've got a whole file on this that gets into all of this that if you email me at the contact page at contendingfortruth.com i'll just send it to you i'll send you the file because it's, it's a very long this is just a very brief look at this okay i have covered these subjects in the past but you know i do have a comprehensive file on this if you want it and again, these are these are this is coming from somebody that's been doing this for oh, I was licensed in '93, and I was doing the clinical nutrition before that. So you know, almost 30 years. That's how much experience I have in alternative healthcare and supplementation. So this is like 30 years of my knowledge that I just give away, essentially. Uh, the problem is, is when you just give something to somebody, most of the time they don't value it. So, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not coming down on my listeners. I'm just saying it's human nature. You give somebody something for free, they typically don't think it's worth anything. Um, I can assure you this information is worth a lot. And if you went to an alternative practitioner to try to get on a protocol like this and to consult with a doctor, it's going to cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to get the consult under the belt and then get you on the supplements as well. That's, that's a whole other thing. So... Number three, you have to raise testosterone levels. I have found some amazing products that will do this. Okay, so then what I do is I just tell you my the full body cleanse with an emphasis on liver and gallbladder. Well, this is more of a really, yes, you're going to get some full body cleansing, but it's really more heavily weighted toward the liver and gallbladder. I use three products for a month. Livatrit Plus, Beta TCP. The Livatrit Plus is more of an herbal for just the liver. The beta TCP is more focusing on um, on the gallbladder, okay, and also the liver, and then the hepaticlear, which has a lot of choline in it. And choline is very essential to defat the liver, and um, that's essential when you're dealing trying to cleanse, defat the liver, uh, get rid of old bile that's stored in the in break down gallstones in the gallbladder these are all things that gum up the liver in both men and women and totally mess up hormonal production just a fact and doesn't and it messes up a lot of other stuff too but you can't without a, without a healthy functioning liver and gallbladder neither men nor women can process hormones properly because hormones are processed through the liver and so now, to lower estrogen levels, the product I use is um, EstroQuench. And that's, a, and again, it, this would be something you would only know, I mean, I guess if you had gynecomastia, which is where you get like male breast development, you know your, your estrogen levels are really high, okay? Um, <laughs> there's, 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 you can go up there and look at, okay, how would I know if my estrogen levels were high in a man but without getting a blood test? And there's all kind of ways you could determine that. Um, and in that case, you would want to add in estroquench to get your estrogen levels. You would also want to stop exposing yourself to all the xenoestrogens, increasing your estrogen levels as a man. And again, that's like, you know, beer, um, handling a lot of those receipts where they coat it with the bph um drinking out of plastic bottles you're getting tons of bp i mean again i've covered this in in pre and i have a, i have a file on this i can forward and then the last thing is to actually increase your testosterone which most 
men, they that's all they look at. They just take a supplement to increase their testosterone. Well, you may be, if you're taking a supplement, most likely it's a steroid. And it's not really, it's not addressing the liver or the gallbladder. It's not doing anything about your xenoestrogens. And in reality, it's not really doing anything for your testicles to increase its own production of testosterone. Because if you're taking in an anabolic steroid through a, t through a tainted supplement, which evidently is the norm, 82 out of 92 they tested had that, well then what you're going to create is a negative feedback loop. And the negative feedback loop means, well, I'm taking in a synthetic steroid, which is what TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, is. Yeah, you'll get an effect from it. But I mean, you're, um, what's going to happen is, is you're going to create a negative feedback loop where, you're, where your testicles are going to say, well, hey, um, I know they don't speak, but they're going to sense, they're going to perceive that you're getting enough testosterone through the synthetic steroids. And what happens is, is your body says, well, I'm getting enough testosterone. My levels are high enough. I'm going to shut down my own production. So then what happens is your testicles start to shrink, which is what happens to bodybuilders that stay on steroids. Okay. So, you know, this is what happens. And then what happens is if you're in low testosterone, you're going to have, particularly you're going to a lot of times have very low strength um you're going to just be you know you're going to be moving toward more of a feminized position okay and an another thing that you can do to increase your testosterone or maintain it at a better level is just weightlifting. now granted if you've got a gummed up liver if you've got tons of xenoestrogens in your body weightlifting, yes will help but it won't do anything about those two now it can naturally help increase your testosterone weightlifting. And I mean doing, you know, at least one hard set per body part. I basically, even to this day, I go to failure on at least one set per body part, or if not more. But I only train like once a month per body part. Now, I know you'd say, well, there's no, I'm telling you, for me, it works. I take a long time to recover. I have a genetic marker that makes my recovery lower. But through the years, I started at like 13. Through the years, now I'm at 50. I've been able to slowly, slowly, slowly progress up where like, I don't know, in the last four to five years, I've leg pressed, I don't know, 1,304 pounds for, I think, four. I've done yoke squats with 734 pounds uh, for seven, I believe. I've repped out the whole stack on bench presses i understand it's not like doing 400 but i've repped out the whole stack on that for 400 for reps um i think that god's given me a lot of strength genetics i even had a genetic profile done on myself um a while back a long a while back and not through an md through a supplement company and they said that my my ideal form of exercise would be heavy powerlifting. I and mean, it's weird but for me that's the way God designed me. Now, that's not what everybody's going to be ideally suited to do. And again, I've been doing it since 13. So not to say I've been always consistent in that, but for me, that's what works best. And I also know that when you, when you exercise and you train, and I'm not telling everybody to do that, those kind of weights, okay? I do things very slow and controlled, okay? I'm not talking about heaving weights at that weight around. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about doing them slow and controlled. Um, but I know that when you lift weights 
um, what ends up happening is, is you will secrete growth hormone and you will secrete testosterone. That's one of the ways that you can keep your bone density high as well. There's a lot of other benefits to it. Okay, now I'm not saying again, you got to lift kind of weights I mentioned. But for me, it's what I've gravitated toward. And I hardly have, I don't really have any hobbies. I don't have any time for anything else other than this ministry. And it's the one thing I do, like kind of on a weekly, maybe bi-weekly basis. Now I do some cardio in between and I'll do air squats and push-ups and, and walk on the treadmill and do stuff like that. But I usually have one hard workout I do per week. And, and, you know, I know I've got chastised by my listeners for listing these weights that I've done. I mean, God's my witness. I've done it. I, I have. Um, I'm not lying to you or whatever. It doesn't make me better than anybody. I'm not going to go before God and say, I, I, whatever, leg press this much or whatever. Um, but I can, I'm trying to say this from a standpoint of that uh, I believe my testosterone is pretty good for 50 i've never done trt i don't you know i'm i take supplements i take my supplements i don't take these outside product lines where they could be tainted or things of this nature um i know i'm carrying around a lot of muscle okay and i know it's gonna sound like i'm bragging not to say i couldn't stand to lose some fat either but I, I think I feel like I look around when I and I don't even go to the gym anymore. But when I did go to the gym, I felt like um, I don't know. I, I just felt like I was when I looked around. I did not see. Um, I, I don't want to say this because it's going to sound like bragging. It just seemed like a lot of the a lot of the people that were in the gym seemed like they they didn't have a lot of strength. And um, I think it's a byproduct of, of looking around and have men having such low testosterone and their livers are gummed up and they're flooded with xenoestrogens, okay? I've known about all of these things. I've kept my liver clean. Um, I've done, done the weight training. I have done some supplements just for male health, but not like I'm like trying to like focus in on that. Um, I don't think my estrogen levels were that high because I was avoiding a lot of the xenoestrogen. So I'm saying that because of my lifestyle choices, I kind of go into the gym and I've, I've been even in locker rooms and stuff and heard like, I remember one time I was in there and there was a guy telling, saying that he was taking like a thousand milligrams of testosterone a week from his medical doctor. And I mean, it was abnormally high and it really wasn't having any real effect that you would normally think to see probably because his liver was so gummed up and probably because he was so high in xenoestrogens so again you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain and i say that to you not to brag but to say that well it can be done it can be done just with some changes and, and this applies to women as well keep your liver and gallbladder clean you know you, you know don't, don't avoid these xenoestrogens because these are horrible types of estrogens for women and maybe a woman's testosterone is too because women have testosterone too and it can get too low and and if it gets too low it, it adversely affects your metabolism and things and these are things that you can get checked with a blood test as well i have a protocol for women as well it's a little bit different but it's, it's kind of similar in a way because um you're gonna you're gonna do the same products for the liver and the gallbladder 
but um if your estrogen levels are too high you'd still take estroquench if they're too low you take estromend which is the product i would give to women not not to men if your testosterone is too low you could take testogain even though you're a woman you could do it now a man can also add in a product i have called cytozyme orchic which is a specific product specifically to repair and stimulate the testicles that would be a really really good one two combo with the testo gain um, for low energy you might want to add in adreno mend which is one of the products i have for the adrenals so those are just some things to think about um you know uh Going further, another listener question. Do you have any recommendations for improving male fertility, sperm count, and motility? Um, yes. Very similar. Um, I would say that you probably would want to do the liver, the one-month liver cleanse, and that's something you probably want to try to do at least once a year. I mean, man, we're being bombarded with toxins, guys. I mean, it's just crazy. And um, there's... Um, this is from my newsletter i kind of copied and pasted i said see below where it shows you all the way men men are being feminized in addition to the products mentioned in the above the most direct products i know of to increase fertility sperm count and motility are the the testo gain that i mentioned earlier and the cytosine orchic which i also mentioned okay that would really be done in concert with a with the um liver cleanse as well unless you had just done a liver cleanse or something then you could skip that well, Jeremiah 5130 says, The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. They have remained in their holds. Their might hath failed. They became as women. And I really believe that is the Satan is trying to create a, a, um, a society of men that are beat down, gelded, and feminized. And I mean that on a hormonal level as well. They became as women. They might have estrogen levels like what a woman would have because we're being bombarded with xenoestrogens, which are like the bad estrogens that we mentioned. Um, they're drinking tons of beer, going to increase your estrogen. I mean, there's all kind of ways. There's a lot of different ways you can increase your estrogen as a man. And trust me, they're pumping it into the food supply. And many men are eating it thinking it's, you know, good for them and it's not. Chemical gender manipulation, turning boys into girls. Warning, this article is not politically correct. Now, here I also have 30 foods for high testosterone on your grocery list. There's a link here to this YouTube video. I'm not going to go over it, but I provide you the link. Um, over the past 10 years, I have received a massive increase in phone calls and letters from people who either have family members or themselves who have been suffering from estrogen dominance. What this does in men is cause lower testosterone in large breasts, increased body fat depression loss of libido and andropause which is kind of like menopause for the man but it's andropause andro standing for androgens which are like the male hormones all symptoms which were basically unheard of 50 years ago in the case of estrogen dominance in women it usually is combined with an increased rate of fibroid tumors irregular periods and breast or ovarian cancer and again especially if the estrogen estrogen dominance is due to the xenoestrogens of like all the products they're putting on their body, the healthcare products, the the deodorants, the 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 cosmetics, the hair care products, all the stuff that's getting absorbed, all the creams that have all these xenoestrogens in them, and you're literally absorbing them into your system, and you can just become estrogen dominant just from doing that alone. Uh, 
parents call in complaining or asking for help with young boys and male teenagers who are dealing with estrogen dominant symptoms their symptoms are slow maturation gender confused identity which again that that does also contribute greatly to the legion of feminized men who literally question if they're attracted to boys or girls now i understand there's a demonic component there too but i think when you combine the two it's just a match made in hell confused gender identity much smaller reproductive organs and an issue of increased transgender identification young girls with estrogen dominance usually start their period very young some have been known to start as early as three years Ugh. this starting of period of a period at an early age is usually accompanied with weight gain sometimes to the extreme the big question is why is this happening several years ago i wrote an article that centered primarily in andropause and reduced the sperm count and reduced sperm count which causes infertility today i'm addressing what i believe are the root causes of these issues and what we can do about them the root cause of this is so awful that it grieves me to write this the problem is it is a fact not a theory this makes all the more difficult to write about since it's it's affecting so many individual lives and lives of families in his book brave new world aldous huxley discusses the estrogen dominance problem which are caused by the elite globalists as a form of population control which is literally chemical warfare and again that's why i kind of gave my own little personal testimony there because i want you to understand it doesn't have to be that way okay it doesn't this isn't just something you're resigned to to have to live now granted it would take a lot of effort to reverse this it would take it would take maybe be you know cleansing liver making a lot making a lot of different lifestyle food choices what you're putting in your body you know really getting everything back on track but it can be done okay and remember this is a main tenant of the of the whole estrogen dominance is is was talked about in brave new world by aldous huxley and it was caused by the global elites as a form of population control and chemical warfare years ago into this day the rockefeller foundation was heavily involved in the promotion of eugenics this is the science of planned depopulation control this induced forced birth control and sterilization to reduce the world's population there are two ways that eugenics can be achieved increase the death rate well that's done uh, and happening worse and worse and decrease the birth rate and that's also being done back in the 1940s the rockefeller companies introduced plastics into the ecosystem they knew that they did when they did this that so many of these plastics were xenoestrogens okay which is what i was talking about which if consumed by humans would feminize males no and anytime you buy anything in plastic you're you're getting these xenoestrogens uh, i also heard they coat the the inside of the wrappers of the fast food stuff with the the, the stuff that makes it like non-stick that's very high in xenoestrogens as well again and this is another reason why if you know you're going to eat a bad meal somewhere say fast food you got no choice you're on the road you, you, whatever have some activated charcoal with you take the activated charcoal at the start and during the meal like two or three capsules you're going to bind up a ton of these bad chemicals and xenoestrogens and hydrogenated fats that your body would normally absorb now granted is that ideal way to eat no but it is damage control i've done that for years okay so um going forward here always remember that gasoline is a byproduct of the petrochemical industry oil companies earn thousands of dollars per barrel by making xenoestrogens in the form of cosmetics here we go perfumes drugs plastics 
fertilizers, weed killer, detergents. Yeah, they're loaded in your detergents. And the list just goes on and on. Any, any kind of detergent you're using needs to be as close to natural as possible. Okay? And use things like um, baking soda. And um, Arm & Hammer even has like a baking soda laundry thing and borax and those old tiny things. The Bible says consider the old paths wherein is wisdom. And even just using straight baking soda with some natural detergent, a lot of times you can totally accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And then I always do a double rinse cycle. And I know that's maybe not as eco-friendly or you're going to burn up more electricity, but I'm trying to get all the detergents out, even the good detergents I'm trying to get out of the clothes so that, you know, I'm not absorbing any of those chemicals. Of course, it's not near of an issue if you're using natural stuff, but still. Uh... Again, many of the plastics and compounds being used today are known as xenoestrogens. If absorbed into the skin or taken internally, they react in the body as estrogen. But a bad cancer-causing estrogen. Because that's one of the main things xenoestrogens do is cause cancer. This increase in estrogen in many cases is the root cause of the problems already mentioned. I include in the xenoestrogen category most plastics, especially those that contain BPA, Roundup, atrazine, hand sanitizers. One of the worst things you can do is use hand sanitizers. Okay. That allows, that just goes right into the body. Right in. Okay. It's okay if you've got like gloves and you want to sanitize the gloves, like those, those latex gloves, you want to sanitize them. Okay. You can use it then. But to use it on the skin, no, 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 no. I would not do that. Also, makeup, petrochemical soaps like Dawn which is any kind of dish soap. I like the um, Cal Ben soaps. They're all derived from like coconut and they've got like basically like two or three ingredients. They're, they make everything. They make laundry detergent. They make um, dishwashing detergent. They make hand soap. They, make, they, they sell these little foam bottles where you just put a little bit of the, the, uh, the uh, soap, the detergent soap they have, and you can make hand soap, the foamer kind which is very, very cost-effective. You buy it in bulk, and you actually end up saving a lot of money over time. It's more of an investment at the beginning, but you're getting natural products. Now, and that's not the only option. It's just the one, one of the main ones I like. Um, <clears throat> this short list is only a few of the actual lists, which is into the hundreds, if not thousands. Again, what I'm discussing here is not conspiracy. It is a biological and chemical fact. The goal of the globalists, by their own statements, is to reduce the world's population. They will do this by using the following. Number one, sterility. Two, separation of male and females. Three, the breaking up the, of the traditional American family. Four, gender manipulation and confusion of sex identity. Five, higher and higher divorce rates. Uh, several years ago, as part of its continuing off obfuscation campaign, the American Chemical Association banned the use of BPA in baby bottles. This was a joke as it was never really readily used in baby bottles, but they failed to ban the use of BPA as a liner in cans and in water bottles. My comments, see my studies where I covered BPA here. And all, all you have to do is go to contendingfordruth.com and key in the letter B, P, A in the keyword search box at contendingfordruth.com and you'll find them. I also mentioned that plastic wraps used in microwave food contains... Um, phthalates another potent estrogen compound this plastic literally melts into the microwave food loading with estrogen <laughs> the microwave totally annihilates all the food quality anyway and totally messes up the molecular structure of the food you shouldn't be eating microwave food at all i don't have a microwave i have it for years 
It's horrible. One of the worst things you can do to your food. And, you know, it's also most of the microwave ovens aren't like, you know, you're if you're standing anywhere near them, you, you're probably absorbing some of the actual microwaves from the oven. Taking all this a bit further, we are mammals and we release pheromones. These pheromones are used to attract men to women. The pheromones are picked up through the olfaction glands. There is a reason that the cowboy westerns were so big 50 years ago in those days most women wanted tough rugged men most of the men wanted to be tough and rugged guys however when women are on birth control pill and this is interesting their body is chemically placed into a pregnancy mode at that point they want nurturing a fatherly type for a mate this is just basic hormone chemistry many and again i'm not getting into the biblical issues here i'm just reading this report from what he's reading here Many women who are on birth control will end up marrying metrosexual males, which then produce more metrosexual males, okay? Because they're, now, not, not to say there's nothing wrong with being nurturing, okay? Um, but I, I, I hope you're getting the point that he's trying to make. What he's basically saying here is that they're going to be attracted to a more feminized male if they're on birth control. Birth control is just horrific. I could do, I've already done studies just keying birth control in the keyword search box. All the horrific side effects, the fact that almost all forms of birth control, the pill, the patch, you know, um, IUDs, uh, you, about you name it, are all abortifactive potentially in nature, meaning they can actually, you can actually have a fertilized egg that is aborted via the hormonal aspect of the birth control because it will like with the pill and the patch and those types of things that creates a very inhospitable environment in the uterus which will not allow a fertilized egg to be implanted and life begins at conception so the bible says before i formed thee in the womb i knew thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nations in the book of jeremiah so that's a whole other can of worms Okay, so please remember, I'm not singling anyone out in this article, but I am giving you facts in reproductive biochemistry. Birth control pills were originally released to the public through the eugenics program. The cycle has been going on for over 60 years. No one should be chemically sterilized against their will with or without their knowledge. Our glandular system or endocrine system consists of several glands. They include the pituitary, the thyroid, the hypothalamus, the adrenals, the testicles for men. I've got supplements for every single one of these things that we're mentioning testicles and men ovaries and for women and the pineal gland now i don't have an overt one for the pineal gland i will say that um melatonin is the main thing that the pineal gland produces but it also does a lot more now i and again fluoride is what really plaques the pineal gland up so um that's something to think about now i'm going to discuss a few endocrine disruptors and their effects okay fluoride bromine um Iodine and chlorine are all halogens. Fluoride is in our toothpaste and in our water. Bromide is in baking goods many times. Chlorine is in our water. Iodine is used by the thyroid. Iodine is the only one of those halogens mentioned that is good. Okay. When these other halogens are consumed, the thyroid thinks that they are iodine and absorbs them. This is bad. This is true. So you can, if you if you cut these things out, like fluoride, bromine, and chlorine, which you know you just eliminate the things that they're in and you start taking in a good iodine that good iodine will kick the fluoride and the bromine and the chlorine out of the thyroid and the other parts of the body okay so that's your detox for these things is iodine that's why a lot of times when people go on iodine they start detoxing 
And iodine also gives your thyroid, the, the thyroid has a lot to do with stimulation of other organs in the body. And it can have an effect on detox from that standpoint. Because it works with the adrenals and the adrenals can also have an effect on detoxification. Because they're all interlinked. It's like a big symphony. Um, let's see here. Um, in the past, I've written exhaustively about this topic. Heavy metals, including barium, aluminum, and lead, are also endocrine disruptors. Uh, which they, you know, a barium, they're, they're raining that's, that down on us in the chemtrails. Heavy metals, barium, and aluminum. All the stuff they're putting in the chemtrails. Aluminum, barium, ethylene dibromide, heavy metals, and only God knows what else. They're raining down on, on the, on the uh, chemtrails. Okay, they're all endocrine disruptors. They're just trying to kill us every way they can is the whole point of all this. As I have discussed in earlier emails, I discovered both barium and aluminum in the, in the air we breathe via testing my rainwater via the chemtrails. If it's in the air, we basically aspirate these heavy metals into our lungs. The lungs are potent delivery systems. That's why inhalers work so well. You know, and again, this is why I tend to do a lot of my stuff indoors now um, and like I walk on my treadmill and I work out inside i don't go to a you know I'm, I'm not outside a lot unless it's they're not spraying chemtrails because i really don't want to be inhaling that stuff in and i know that's not it's but it's almost like well what do you do they're trying to poison us and stuff like that yeah you could wear i guess the masks and stuff to filter out a lot of that i'm not sure exactly how well just like a basic like um let's say a upgrade of a painter's mask is going to work though in this nanosalized aluminum particles they're they're nanometer in size i don't know how much it's going to filter that out um the lungs are a very potent delivery system which is what chemtrails are that's why inhalers work so well even the even the municipal treated water and the well water is full of estrogen and pesticides this onslaught just never seems to end this is why i strongly suggest and personally use uh, an estrogen blocker and purifying your drinking water above and a, and a shower filter yeah shower filters you should always be using those because and i mean like one that's at least kdf not just carbon based or charcoal based i think kdf filters will work in hot water i believe like the carbon filters don't work as well in hot and obviously if you're taking a shower you're probably gonna be taking a hot shower well you need to make make sure you whatever shower filter you get is filtering out the chlorine and a lot of the bad stuff because they found that when you go into a shower and you're not using a shower filter all that chlorine and fluoride and all the other garbage in the water now we're gonna have toilet to tap just is steamed into the air and then you know your lung fields are opened up it's in the air and your and your exposure is far 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 greater than even if you drink it so shower filters are absolutely essential do your research a lot of times how I recommend people do the research. I don't recommend you buy, but go up to Amazon, do, do research for shower filters and, and see what the comments say and make sure it's a verified buyer. I would buy anything from, you know, four stars to four and a half stars is typically a good range to buy in. They're, you, they're not going to break the bank and do that. Um, his estrogen blocker, I guess I have Estro Quench. That's the one I, I have in my product line. And again, purifying your drinking water. I've told you that before, all, all about that. I've mentioned that a lot recently. Years ago, 
One study from the University of Pittsburgh showed that one hot 15-minute shower was equivalent to drinking eight glasses of contaminated water with those same things because you absorb so much more in a shower. Remember, the lungs absorb the contaminated steam from the water. Another culprit is high fructose corn syrup. Atrazine, the weed killer, is liberally used upon corn. This potent ester, which is what they sweeten all the soft drinks with. And a lot of the candies and things like that. They, they, they hide high fructose corn syrup in just about everything. The runoff of this product combined with Roundup, uh, which is from Monsanto or glyphosate, are the two most polluting herbicides on the planet. All of these estrogens are causing an ever-increasing andropause in men. This is when men go into male menopause from lack of testosterone. You understand how, guys, that this is a gigantic combination of things that's causing all of this? And that's why I'm trying to give you the full gamut of, of okay, these are this is like everything I know of to do if you're trying to restore hormonal levels in both male and females. All right, so andropause was, was non-existent 50 years ago. This can easily cause depression in men, which is contributing to the increasing male suicide rate of middle-aged men it also decreases their libido this lack of and this is why you see nothing but you know viagra commercials and all the other garbage that they advertise for that this lack of motivation can become systemic throughout their lives many men resort to testosterone replacement therapy um and again like i've never done any of that i've never done I, I will say that when I did Mr. Atlanta in 1992, around that time region, I took two light, light cycles of steroids. Okay, I've said this before. I did. I wasn't saved yet. I, I wasn't doing anything like that. I took two light cycles. I don't even know if they were real. You know, I got them from like a friend at the gym. I don't even know if they were real. I have no clue. Okay. Um, and I, I did them for like, I don't know, two or three months and then I went off them. I didn't go back on. If someone were to take steroids that way, and let's say they were real, your body could come back. Your 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 testicles would come back because you but people that take them year in, year out, let's say you go on TRT and you just stay on it, well, your test your your testicles are gonna shut down to the point when let's say um the stuff hits the fan. Okay. This is why I've told people whenever you can try to get off your meds now, because you don't want to have to say, oh, I can't live without my meds and I got to go to the state in order to get my meds in order to survive. That's not a position you want to find yourself in. Uh, so, again, that's what I help people do is get off a lot of that stuff. If you do email me, please keep it brief because I, I'm, my time is almost non-existent at this point. I'm trying to help as many people as I can, but um, I, had to, I do have protocols for this stuff. Or at least if you don't buy it from me, I can at least point you in the right direction, you know. But when you do buy from us, you're supporting the ministry, okay? So, and getting like a consult that would normally cost you probably hundreds of dollars to get with somebody like myself, because I've been doing it 30 years. And I was being groomed to train other doctors to, you know, learn how to implement clinical nutrition in their practice. Um, I just, the reason I never went that route is because Standard Process was actually kind of grooming me to do that. But the problem is, is 
I didn't want to just be, be beholden to one product line because I, while I liked standard process a lot, I also knew there were a lot of other good products. And if you get locked into that system, then you can only be the standard process doctor and you can only recommend those supplements and you can't go outside the product line or else, you know, they'll get mad at you or you, I mean, I'm not like that. I'm not, I don't, I can't be controlled like that. So anyway, um, going further here, let's see here where I left off here. Um, oh yeah. Okay. The, the, the gentleman writing the article says my testosterone is normal. When I was 40, it was still as that of an 18 year old. I do not willingly expose myself to estrogens. I take an estrogen blocker supplement every day. I'll be honest. I took the estromen for, or the estro quench for me. I didn't see any difference. I don't have the signs of estrogen dominance really. So because I so avoid the xenoestrogens, I don't think I need it. Maybe I'm kidding myself, but I don't think I do. I didn't see any difference for me. But if you're high in estrogens, you'll definitely see a difference. He takes an estrogen blocker every day. Remember, estrogen and testosterone are antagonists. Well, okay, they, they to a certain extent, can compete against one another. But your, your body, whether you're male or female, does need both of them. Even females need testosterone, just not near as much. When these men are sufficiently depressed, they are then given Prozac, which is, which is main ingredient is fluoride. Did you know that? Fluoride is the main active ingredient in Prozac. <laughs> Cancer-causing, brain-damaging fluoride, which is so toxic to deal with in like when it comes into the chemical water treatment plants, you've got to wear like full, like like the highest level of hazmat gear to even deal with this stuff. If they spill it on the ground, it'll eat right through the concrete. The powder version. That's how caustic and evil and toxic it is. It's a byproduct of the aluminum industry. It softens your bones. It causes cancer. It burns out your lower brain lobes, which is your will to resist, which is a big reason they dump it into the water supply because they're trying to create this docilized population. And that's why they used it in the Nazi concentration camps first. It's where it was first used. That's why when they went into the Nazi concentration camps, if you see the archive footage, the people just have like this blank look on their face and they don't even try to get out of the concentration camp because they're so probably brain damaged and docilized. And I'm not saying a lot of them that didn't come out of it later, you know, but who knows how much damage it did long-term. I understand you could say, well, yeah, well, they hadn't eaten in, you know, three months or whatever. You know, they probably didn't have any energy. True, true. But I'm just saying, though, I think the, the fluoride was a big factor and why they didn't rebel in mass either. That's why they're putting it in our water to this day. So you get depressed enough. Now you go to the doctor and he's going to give you some fluoride, Prozac. Fluoride being an active ingredient. And then he's going to give you Viagra, which has horrific side effects as well. No one bothers to tell them that the Viagra can make you go blind and deaf. Men resort to taking all of this and potentially becoming blind, deaf, impotent, and depressed. Which is exactly where they want you. Another note about Viagra uh, is it contains phthalates, which is more estrogen. So you're getting estrogen from Viagra. 
course. The Rockefeller petrochemical industry is literally waging a chemical castration war on men of our nation, not to mention the massive increase of breast, ovarian, and infertility problems in women. Even the use of bleached tampons are affecting women as they contain xenoestrogens and can change a female's hormonal profile. You should only be buying organic, feminine hygiene products. Tampons, pads, whatever you're using, you should only be buying organic products that are free of the chemicals. They're not that much more expensive. Go do your research on Amazon. I'm not saying buy it on Amazon, but it's a great place to find out what's good to buy. You can buy them elsewhere. And some of these are even available in the stores now. And, um, but again, that's why, you know, I don't want to get too graphic here, but with a woman, something like a tampon, if you're using that, um, that area of the body is highly, well, highly, highly, highly will absorb whatever you put into it. It's like sublingual absorption under the tongue. Okay, so if you're using regular old tampons that have all those chemicals in there and they're all designed to kill you and make you infertile and give you xenoestrogens, it's going to change your hormonal profile. And so in that case, there's, there's a great example. Let's say I put somebody on a full protocol to restore their hormones and they're using all of the, the xenoestrogens to mess their hormonal system. They're going to get probably some results, but the results are going to be blunted and limited by all the things they're doing to self-sabotage. So, and let us not forget about GMO foods, which cause sterility by the fourth generation. Oh, yeah. So, what are some solutions to all this? Purify your water, get the fluoride out. Um, Big Berkey, again, has the black Berkey elements, and then you could screw the fluoride elements on the bottom. Okay? That's one of the best ways to go. It's gravity-fed. You don't got to worry about electricity. I run all my municipal water through a 10-stage filter, before I even dump it into the Big Berkey, to even purify it before it even gets in there. So the filters will last longer and they'll do a better job. But fluoride is what's really hard to get out and that's why I have the separate filters and only the black Berkeys have separate filters that they sell that I know of, or the Berkey units. So purify your water, get out the fluoride. Now there's other ways to get fluoride out too, that's true, but I'm just saying that's, what I just told you is probably the most, cost effective and if the stuff hits the fan and you're not and you don't have water pumped in your house and you have to use other forms of water well it's gravity fed uh do not use the microwave with plastics and better yet do not use the microwave at all do not use petroleum soaps like dawn never use soy or soy formula soy is highly estrogenic xenoestrogenic and it's not fit for human consumption it's wicked and most of the soy that's on the market is gmo soy which even makes it worse um he says take an estrogen blocker this is critical i do so every day and again mine the one i carry is estro quench it's very good uh do not drink out of plastic bottles uh especially if like the water bottles where it's been stored in there you don't know if it's been exposed to heat or not and those are really bad really 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 bad do not use viagra but again i i have the Testo Gain that I have and the Cytosine Morchic, those are the four or the two products I would use if you were trying to. But again, that's not going to detox, detox your liver and it's not going to take your estrogen levels down. So you might need to do, you know, three, those liver detox, quench, and then the other two. You know, again, I wish I could make it simpler, but, you know, as God is my witness, I'm not trying to 
to cause more grief to people i'm just telling you this is multi a multifaceted problem that you if you just address one aspect of it yeah i'm sure you'll see some improvement but i'm trying to get the best effect possible for um the people i'm trying to help do not get vaccinated <laughs> that's a whole other subject true do not use birth control pills do not use bleach tampons do not use bakery products containing bromide and it'll say like brom bromine or bromelated uh there's different ways they list it in the in the ingredients you should really only be if you're going to eat bread don't do anything but like organic bread that does not have canola oil in it you don't want canola oil you don't want anything hydrogenated because some a ton of the or, the organics now have co uh, canola in it and i'm i'm not going to get to it today because i'm so far over on time and this is my last part but canola oil is so bad and they just put it in everything and even in the health food stores when i go in there it's in most of the stuff and again it's being put in there by design on purpose you've got to go out of your way to read labels i'm sorry i wish it wasn't this complicated but it, it is the devil's very good at what he does uh take an iodine supplement this helps to maintain proper thyroid function it will also kick out all the bad halogens like the fluoride and the chlorine um, and the bromide out of the thyroid and out of the body. The iodine will do that. Okay. I carry, um, basically, I carry I iodorol, which um, is a very, it's, it's a potent, it's a potent iodine supplement. 12.5 milligrams. It comes in a 90 or a 180 count. I also have the iodorol in a 50 milligram, but I rarely recommend that because that's a big dose and you can get too much iodine in the body and it's not anything bad's going to happen but it will produce some side effects and i kind of like to stick with the 12.5 milligrams but if somebody had been checked and they were really low in iodine sometimes they need the bigger the bigger dosages so i do offer that uh, particularly women that a lot of times will happen i've got a whole newsletter on iodine as well that i can send out uh, 13, avoid prescription drugs as much as possible, especially statin drugs. They can all cause cancer. They can destroy brain function, avoid, avoid herbicides and pesticides, avoid meat and dairy with hormones, especially, uh, let's see here. Well, okay. This would, this would be factory farmed meat and dairy. Okay. Not organic meat and dairy. Okay. So organic meat and dairy has good saturated fats that actually help hormonal levels. Okay, so I would say avoid factory farmed, I'm going to add this, this in here, meat and dairy. But the other kind of meat and dairy are fine. Now, granted, I dairy can pack the beef on some people. I mean, I've tried to do raw milk and it's like, whoa, yeah, no, it doesn't work too well with me. Um, I, I it tends to put weight on me, you know. Well, it's, if you think about it, it's meant to take a calf and, and turn it into a cow or a bull. So, you know, it can have that effect on people. <laughs> uh, but raw dairy is, is awesome. I mean, and for certain people, man, I've seen miracles of people doing raw dairy. Uh, do not drink Florida corn in your water or your toothpaste. Yeah. Do not use cans with BPA liners. That's on a lot of like the vegetable cans, unless it, unless like if you buy uh canned goods at the store buy organic and make sure it says non-bpa liner or whatever because if it doesn't say that it probably has a bpa liner and it's just in there marinating in the bpa which is a horrible xenoestrogen 
Last but not least, detoxify your body to get all the hor horrific chemicals mentioned uh, that we've mentioned out of your system for a full body cleanse with an emphasis on liver gallbladder. It's the three products I mentioned earlier, liver trit, Pataclear, and um, the uh, beta TCP. So anyway, um, that's all I have for today. Sorry, I'm way over on time. Anybody recording this, sorry. I didn't think that this last part was going to take this long. And that's why there's just no way I can guarantee that I'm going to always be able to keep these audios to 80 minutes long. I'm trying, but it's impossible for me to do it. So God bless you. And Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.